You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Jennifer Crawford, and you are tuning in to the Ask Jennifer podcast. And today we are talking about anxiety and entrepreneurship. Those two things, you think that they do not go hand in hand, but they actually really do because a lot of businesses experience uh, anxiety. So we're going to tap into a little bit of that today with some of our guests. We have Miles Morgan. Hi, Hi Miles. What's up, Jennifer? Hi, thank you for being here. Miles is actually a life coach, and he's actually experienced anxiety. He's going to talk to us a little bit about how he was able to kind of conquer that conquer that, and kind of get over that in ways to actually live with it or kind of master it, per se. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jessica Bondo. Hey. Bondo <laughs> lady. <laughs> and she's going to talk a little bit about her experience with anxiety because that's one of the things that we actually talk about a lot uh, in how to – her experience and she introduced me to miles and they kind of worked it out to where they're managing that and then we have our favorite favorite yes lavon ellis with tealy and co she's back with us and she'll be telling us actually about how she started her business and it was based around you know her anxiety and that's why she started it so let's get started so jessica hello hey (laughs) so we talk all the time about like anxiety Mm -hmm. and just like the pressures of being an entrepreneur and having a a business and all of the things we go to just kind of share with us a little bit um some of the experiences that you've had like when you first really think like oh my god like what is this what are these feelings and when did you recognize that it was anxiety yeah um so i've had anxiety for a really long time Mm -hmm. but never knew that it was anxiety Uh, Because I never talked to anyone about it. So I wasn't sure if this was a normal feeling or if other people are feeling it. I just knew that if I had, you know, a big project that was due or I had to speak in front of people or there was just a lot going on and I was really overwhelmed, I would just kind of shut down. That's my way of reacting to anxiety. Then I started to kind of talk to more people about it when I got connected to more small business owners and got connected to the entrepreneurship community and just felt like, you know, your business is you and you are your business. And so you have to really be yourself. And Mm -hmm. so that meant talking to people about more personal things than what I was used to. So I started to chat more and more about anxiety and realized that I was not alone Mm -hmm. and that it's a really, really common feeling and it's a really, really common experience, not just for entrepreneurs, but I definitely think for the entrepreneurial community, just because there is so much pressure on you as the individual, you really are in charge of your business and how people react to you, how people see you and kind of how you present yourself. So it's just a constant pressure and a constant Um, worry that you kind of have on your mind all the time all the time do you think that if people were more open with anxiety that people would be uh, supportive or do you think that certain people would look at it in a certain way where they're like very judging because I feel like everybody's very judging like I am a private person I don't like to post a lot of personal information Mm -hmm. about myself but I feel through this platform I'm open to sharing like some of the things that I feel like as far as anxiety and stress and worry and I shared in, a, in another episode as, like, before all things Detroit, you know, we know that there's a lot of people there. But before every single event, my anxiety kicks in, and I feel that there will not be anybody there, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a huge flop, that I'm working hard and I'm doing everything, but I'm also feeling like, what if nobody shows up? Mm-hmm. So that morning when I'm there for, I want to say, 16 hours that I'm there this whole day, until I get past a certain point, I'm, like, a mess the whole time. And, and I haven't been able to control that, you know. And, like, when I speak to others about, oh, my God, I'm feeling this way. I've had people say to me, 
well, why do you feel like that? You brought that on yourself. Why, why are you doing this? Like, you know, have a shot and get over it. And it's just like, no, like it's, this is not something that I'm choosing to do. And so uh, we talk about it, like I said, all the time. And it's like, how do I deal with this? How do I uh, cope with it? So how did you learn to kind of like deal with it? Are you still trying to do different things to like uh, like live with it? Or has it slowed down at all? Yeah, I, I think just recognizing that it's not something that you need to get rid of mm-hmm. or completely remove from your life, but manage it, like you said, or mm-hmm. control it in a way where you can predict or understand the signs of when it starts to, you know, kind of come on. So the fact that you know that every event you're kind of going to have this feeling, you know, that's almost a good thing Mm because it helps prepare you and helps you understand what you need to do then to just kind of get through it. And I think that that's a huge thing. A lot of people, when they're experiencing anxiety or having kind of a panic attack, I mean, that feeling is I'm never going to get through this Mm -hmm. or I'm never going to stop feeling this way. So the more that you can just kind of, live in it and and deal with it and just say okay there is another side this will get better and you know it makes it easier each time to do it i also see miles as my life coach (laughs) Um, and and that's been really helpful just to you know you you can chat with your friends you can chat with your family you can chat with other people like peers that experience the same thing but it is helpful to have an objective person, someone that, you know, is is really there just for that purpose to really be there, support you and help guide you through that and not necessarily tell you what to do or try to um, push you in a certain direction, but help you kind of explore what works for you and and what do you need personally. And I think that that makes sense because for me, uh, up until I would say like three or four months ago, I was just trying to figure out how to handle it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I talked to people about it, it only just made me more upset because they didn't understand it. And I can't make people understand it. And so what I decided to do was I decided to go talk to someone, a professional. And in the black community, it's not, you know, if you tell someone that you have a therapist or you go to therapy every week, they think that you're crazy and that you should be on pills. And that's not the case because it's a thing. And that's why a lot of people don't speak out about it because they feel like it won't be accepted. Mm -hmm. And um, I do not like to be a vulnerable person. I do not like to put my information out there. But I feel like this is just a very, very important key to speaking to other business owners and people about it in general so that they can have an understanding and know like, okay, I'm not alone. I do have this. It's not just Big Sean and everybody else who are like Mm -hmm. slowing down because they have anxiety or depression because when in, when Big Sean announced that he had anxiety and depression and that he canceled his tour, I've seen a thousand posts, a thousand shares. And I love Big Sean. Right. I think that he's great. And I think that it takes a lot for him to be open and, and miss money to say something about it. But it's acceptable for him. But it was not acceptable for me because my place in life is not like Big Sean's. So people don't look at it as being a serious situation as if I was someone else. And so I think that that's unfair because Mm -hmm. in life we're all human beings. And just like Big Sean just showed that he was a person, I think that his tool is like education, you know, should be educating other people on like, you know what, I'm this big guy in this industry and that I had to cancel tours. And that means missing money because this is a serious thing. And it's not just for him. He's a person and we are too. So I think that it's, it's really important to make people aware about it. And Miles, you are a life coach. Yeah. A life coach. And so how did you get into, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with anxiety and you, your experience with anxiety, did it lead you into the life coach path that you actually are doing now? Um, it didn't lead me into the life coach path because you know, I've been on that path for like 
almost my whole life, but I can tell you how it was related. It was it, it was a pivotal point in my path, I'll say. So um, I'll just share like a funny story. So <laughs> it's 2000, I think this is 2015, and I'm on vacation with one of my best friends driving down the uh, coast, the is it Pacific Coast? The Pacific mm-hmm. Coast from like Portland to San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? And it's beautiful. I'm going through, and this is like I'm also in school for psychotherapy at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're driving through redwood forests. It's the sun is coming down through the dappled leaves, and we're listening to this audio book about vulnerability, seeing the coastline and the ocean. Nine hours, beautiful. And the whole entire time, I'm anxious. Mm. I have like this ball of fire in my chest and my shoulders are tight. And I'm just sitting there like, it couldn't get any better Better. than this. Why am I still feeling this way? And I had already taken like four classes on how to treat anxiety. (laughs) So I'm like, that made it even worse. You know, so, Mm -hmm. but so fast forward a little bit, I got really frustrated with the fact that I was living in that state and I'm, I'm very spiritual. So I was praying to God at the time, like I have to figure out a way to break free from this. I can't be, I already had decided I wanted to be a life coach years before then. And I was saying to myself, well, how can I help somebody else? deal with anything if I can't deal with or transform this for myself mm-hmm. and so what I what I actually did um, it was it just happened as part of my journey I was led to this program called, called landmark some people may have heard about it um, but in that program that's a it's a, a personal transformation uh, course that you take okay. um, in that program I discovered the source of all of my anxiety Really, I realized I was walking around carrying. I think you before we went on air, you had mentioned something about uh, like the thing, like when you start, when you're about to start your events, all the thoughts that are running in the background. I realized I was just walking around life with all of these (laughs) thoughts, fears, and worries that I didn't even know were there Mm -hmm. in my head, like. From the moment my feet hit the ground to the moment my head hit the pillow. Like, uh, am I running late? So-and-so didn't text me back. Are they mad at me? Yes. Uh, uh, is my boss satisfied with my work performance? Did I switch the clothes over? It would just be little thoughts. And see, and they think us women overthink everything, right? <laughs> right? They think we overthink everything. Yeah. But no, that's yeah. exactly because I, and not to cut you off, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I feel mm-hmm. the same way. Like, so if someone doesn't text me, I'm like, mm, they didn't text me back. Or just like, I start to think about everything. It's something all just a happened, drop in a bucket. Something that happened weeks ago. I'm like, oh, I wonder mm-hmm. is that why this is happening because of this? Like, it's always yeah. like, the long process of thinking of everything and sometimes it just does not feel good it's not great and i would like to one day walk into like an event and feel like okay it's good and then i'm thinking did this kind of start from like the beginning of doing the events when there really was nobody there am i always just going to be stuck in that Mm -hmm. place of like i don't know what's going to happen no, you won't always be. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that easily. So, well, I really quickly, what 
actually turns out to be like at the source of everyone's anxiety ever. So first of all, our brains are programmed that way. Mm-hmm. Like we used to just run from lions. So our anxiety was justified like when we were mm-hmm. out in the wilderness. But now we have society, our houses, like we're safe overall. But our brains still are working to find out where the threats are in our environment. So it, we just pick up on innocuous things and we carry that around. And until we can see like, oh, I'm freaking out about something that actually isn't real, then we just that we carry that emotional energy with us. Um, so yeah, I'll like leave that simple explanation there. Yeah, it it's definitely uh, something that when I first experienced it, I was just like, how can I stop this? Like, am I crazy? Like, what's going on? And I try to talk to family members about yeah. it, which I think is a huge mistake. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have more support from friends outside than I do. I would say family members mm-hmm. in this situation. As far as anxiety goes, it, it it just is because I don't think they experience it, so they don't understand it. Yeah. And if you don't understand it, then you're not being open to try to understand it. You just looking at me like I'm crazy thinking that, you know, oh, you were just on the news and you were doing this and like you should feel great. Well, guess what? Case Bay had a hundred million and guess what? Boom. It's a wrap. Like you never Mm -hmm. know what people are feeling. And I hate to keep bringing it back to like celebrities and different people that are in the like media. But I'm just saying trying to make a point to say that it's all it's a comparison all the time because it's accepted when they feel it. But when, you know, regular little uh, us feel it it's not as accepted i feel and that's may just be my personal opinion but from what i can see it is that way and so we have levon and levon actually uh suffered from anxiety in college college. and you actually built your business on yes you did i did so i suffered from anxiety when i was in college i was mediocre in high school i just got by (laughs) um and in college i wanted to do better so I really would push myself to, to try to you know, ace exams and put a lot of pressure on myself so I wouldn't be able to get to sleep at night. Mm. So I used to have like anxiety before exams and I would just wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning just start studying, you know, those types of, that type of anxiety. Um, and so from that, I used to drink green tea. Um, my mom was like, you need to just relax, like just chill. And so, That's what everybody yeah, says. And so yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so... I would, you know, I would start drinking tea when I, I think I was sick, and then I started drinking, and I noticed that I would feel better, so I started to research the medicinal, perp, you know, um, benefits behind tea, and it actually has a lot, so green tea is my favorite because it helps with anxiety and stress mm-hmm. and focus, so I would just drink green tea when I was study, and it would help me, you know, center myself and relax, and I felt really zen and good, so um, when I was transitioning from a job into another one that was more left brain thinking I wasn't able to be as creative as I wanted to be I um I was like oh I probably could dig, align my passion with tea and like create a business so um that's where Tea Ligging Co was born so um, my wellness collection that I came out with it is actually inspired by self-care um and I help myself to deal with my anxiety through tea and also like knowing what makes me anxious like mm-hmm. I know like mm-hmm. if I'm ill prepared for stuff I'm going to be so, like, super anxious, you know, and I overthink those things. So I try to, you know, prepare for different things, like events I have or, um, like, right now I'm kind of anxious about an event I have coming up. So I'm like, okay, how can I prepare myself to kind of manage the stress that I'm going to be, you know, coming up against? And then what helps me get to bed also is, like, aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. Like, Bed Bath & Beyond, they have this really good uh, sleep 
like lavender and vanilla. Ooh, yeah. I think I've seen that. Oh Didn't it have like God. a lotion or something too with it? Or something? Yes. Like that and tea and it helps me like just zen all the way out. I think that that really helps. Have you ever taken, I'm sorry, have you ever taken any medication for anxiety? I've never taken uh, medication for it. And I would say compared to where I was in college, now that, you know, drink tea. I know what makes me anxious now, so I try to manage it in that way. Um, And also I am spiritual, so I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, meditate, trying to meditate. I've started journaling. And mm-hmm. kind of when I get really anxious and see like why am I feeling like this? I really wish I've tried to meditate, uh, like with the app that Oprah has, and you can like that whole thing. And I, I can't get my brain to shut down. I constantly think of like a thirty thousand things. I'm like a scatter brain that yeah. I need to do in a day. Like oh, I didn't send this email. I didn't send that. Didn't do this. So if I'm sitting there, and I'm like okay, I'm like it's not working. Mm-hmm. What I've heard about uh, what I've heard about meditation is like. And I'm, I'm super new to this. Like, I am no, by no means, like... <laughs> no, no, sure. I'm an expert, but, like, I used to feel very anxious like that, too. When I would sit there, and I would try it for, like, maybe five minutes. I'm like, this is just too much. I can't... But as I kept trying to do it... You tried it, it for a whole five? I think five I think minutes. I did probably about three. Yeah. It seemed like it was the longest five minutes then I, my life. You're going to go up, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of like meditation will help you be less anxious yeah and you know like the the purpose actually isn't to get your brain to shut down so like a lot of people a lot of people have that same experience that you said because they sit down to meditate and they say or let's i'll rephrase it like the way that you know meditation is working Mm -hmm. is not necessarily like your all your thoughts leave your head it's actually that just that space and time to just watch your your thoughts aren't gonna stop Mm -hmm. it's just a space and time to watch them come and go Mm -hmm. and then when you're back once you're done when you're back out in life then instead of go 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 it feels like it slows down because the first thing i do when i wake up in the morning is i grab my phone and uh since i'm being open here with this podcast my laptop sleeps in the bed with me right Mm -hmm. never gonna get a boo as long as like the macbook (laughs) is like you know next to me it's called macboo yeah for real and like this is like the second one i'm like hello and uh the first thing i do is grab my phone and i check my emails if i wake up in the middle of the night the first thing i do is grab my phone check my email the first thing if that little like red light is on my Facebook I'm like oh somebody's asking me something about all things you tried or like it's a notification like that has to be some form of anxiety like girl chill out like it's not I say that to myself but I still don't do it Mm -hmm. and I don't I would not want to be on any type of medication Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I can fix it myself Uh, but I have to put forth the effort to actually do it and sometimes I feel like I do and then other times I feel like the hell with it i mean i'm just like this is me and but when i feel like kind of crappy i'm like okay you really need to do something about it have either of you jessica or miles have you guys ever taken medication for like anxiety or i haven't no i have not no no no. just Mm -hmm. like kind of like natural things and stuff like that to kind of like deal with it yeah and nothing against medication no i don't have anything yeah i have a lot of friends and depression and anxiety runs in my family so a lot of my family members are on medication or will will go on medication for a certain period of time if it's just to kind of get them out of whatever it is that they're dealing with Mm because sometimes and I actually you know I've been to therapists before before seeing Miles as my life coach and you know 
sometimes they're very honest with their patient mm-hmm. and say, you know, it's easier for us to d- to help you if you're, on you know, medication. on medication or just in mm-hmm. a different state of mind. And um, like I said, it's like really about each individual person and what works for you. So if medication works for you, great. Or trying it and it works for a little bit and then, you know, you're ready to do something different. And I think for me, uh, one of the reasons why I choose, why I have nothing against medication, my f- I feel like anxiety and depression runs like on my father's side of the family more so. And my father struggled with a drug problem for like years, yep. really like mm-hmm. a lot of years. And I think he, when he got older, uh, I think he possibly, you know, saw a little bit more about it. But like like I said, even right now, he'll never say like, you know, I suffer from depression. I suffer from anxiety. But he says that he gets anxious a lot. He says, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. And I'm like, man, do I get it like from him? Like my mother's mm-hmm. just like, I'm cool as a fan. It means like nothing. What is, you know, he going through? But he says like, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. But I don't think that he ever got the right help as a being younger. And so he self-medicated. And I think in their day and age, it was so easy to self-medicate and not knowing what it is. And so now trying to educate people or learn more about it, so many people are just like, oh, you know, they self-educated for years. That's how a lot of people got hooked on certain things, I feel, in that time, the 50s or 60s, is because they didn't know what it was. They didn't take medication. They didn't do the research. And it, it wasn't a lot of things like now like how it was then mm-hmm. and uh for me i feel like i'm anxious a lot you know i i don't medicate because i feel that my father was a drug addict and i would not want to not to say that i'm addicted to i would be addicted but it's something that scares me because i mm-hmm, hear some right. people talk about how medication makes them feel and i'm like oh my god what if i feel this way what if i do this so i'm i'm leery like i'm leery and not just because you know, it's because of my family history, mm-hmm. and I feel that that may have some type of impact on me. I mean, besides being hooked on potato chips, that's the only thing I'm hooked <laughs> on. Uh, but, you know, I, I haven't experienced with anything else. I don't like to take a lot of medication for anything. I've had two surgeries. They were like, we have a morphine dripping. I'm like, okay, you can take it out. Just give me a pill. Like, I just don't like, you know, mm-hmm. that type yeah. of thing. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think it just goes back to me thinking of my father who suffered, you know, from addiction for a lot of years. Yeah. a lot a lot of years so mm-hmm. i think you're speaking to something interesting is just like how being an entrepreneur and having anxiety is one thing but then you add another identity and things start to intersect so you have being a black entrepreneur and yes. having anxiety being a black female entrepreneur and having anxiety all of those things in different ways stack up and contribute to first of all like our experience of it but also how we respond to it and what kind of support we think is available or Mm -hmm. actually go to get that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense yeah and talking a little bit about identity is that something that i've come to realize as a small business owner as an entrepreneur is that there is this pressure and there's persona you know especially in detroit (laughs) Uh, where there's a certain kind of work ethic that you Mm -hmm. have to have. Like if you are not working 24-7, if you're not answering your email 24-7, then you are not being the best entrepreneur that you can be. If you're not at every networking event, if you're not seen, then you're obviously not, you know, worth anyone's time. And that's something that I've realized is just total 
BS. Yes. I was going to swear, but then I paused real quick. No, no. <laughs> what kind I, of podcast is this? No, I don't know. No, no, we're uh, fine. I, um, I agree. I agree yeah. because that whole term, Detroit Hustles Harder, goes to like a whole nother level. Yeah. When I lived in Florida, um, this guy's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Detroit. Oh, they some hustlers in Detroit. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, we're praised by how much work we do. Yeah. I work a lot because I genuinely enjoy it. I really love what I do. Uh, I definitely need an outlet. Uh, but I love it. And what's sad is what I had to realize a couple of weeks ago is that what if a friend asked me, if you woke up tomorrow and there was no Ask Jennifer and there was, was no All Things Detroit, what would you enjoy and what would you do? And I could not answer. Mm. I couldn't answer a question. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know, like, 90 Day Fiance watching that would, like, just fill my whole, like, <laughs> tank up where I'm just like, I don't need to do anything for the rest of my life. But I couldn't answer that. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that's another thing that goes into this whole entrepreneurship thing is that we can be lost in our business. And yeah. Yeah. for me, I feel like I'm lost in my business because I love it that much. I love it and I love to do it. Do I get tired? Yes. Um, but there's never a point, which is crazy, that I feel like I don't want to talk about it or be bothered with it. Mm-hmm. Um that just sound like I need to go on some dates. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my life. I mean, a lot of people wish they had that experience. You know, a lot of people wish they could approach work and mm-hmm. say like, and like it's their love or their obsession. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know what? If you asked me that, you know, six years ago about my day job, I would tell you that no, all these people out here are are crazy as hell. It's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> you know, it's not. I wasn't obsessed with work then, but I was always the person at work who wanted to do like more and know more and like, you know, achieve whatever it is I was trying to achieve at that job. And when it didn't go that way, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of out of here. Like it just did not work out, but I am trying to find the balance. I feel like if I'm finding the balance that can definitely help me with my anxiety. Uh, and one of the things that I did, I just signed up for private boxing lessons. Nice. And so I had my first session today. Cool. Uh, and when I was hitting that bag and I was hitting that bag, I was tired, of course, because I haven't worked out in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kicking that back. I felt good because I was ma- imagining these faces, honestly, <laughs> of people <laughs> who are, like, really make it hard. And when we go back to talking about, like, I am a black woman. I am, a you know, a black businesswoman. And another thing is that I am not a size two. If I was very slim and trim with, you know, oh, glorious, glorious. Because when people look at you, like, they look at the whole package of you. And not, not to say I'm not cute now. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, the way people look at us, like, it makes the pressure and things of business, like, harder. And that can bring on anxiety. And it brings on anxiety for me because I get a lot of questions like, you? Like, they picked you. Mm. Hmm. But why not me? Is the question to the other person. Like, you're putting all this emphasis. At, but I think about it so much. I feel like I'm trying to prove myself constantly yeah. just as if I just started. So that brings on anxiety because now I'm thinking like, here I go. You know, I have to prove that I'm this yeah. working hard, smart, innovative black businesswoman. When some days, you know, I just want to do my business and be left the hell alone. <laughs> but you have to prove it constantly, you know. And have you ever had a point, Jessica, uh, where you being a woman, you know, like period that you had mm-hmm. to like prove and that just like brings different pressures that brings on anxiety? Oh, definitely. I mean, I so I quit my job last year, my full time job, uh, took a few months off and then I started two businesses at mm-hmm. the same time. So I started my consulting business and I started a photo booth company and this was the first time I ever started any business, let alone two. So there was a lot of pressure there of just being um, being a woman. I was never in like a position of power in my full-time mm-hmm. job. 
Um, so I was carrying that kind of weight of like having to prove myself with this full-time job and now I don't have it anymore. I don't have those relationships. I don't, I can't predict. I mean, that's the thing being an entrepreneur, you can't really predict the situations that you're necessarily going to be in. And so that kind of brings a whole different level of pressure. Um, and so I've just really like owned that I've owned that I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really good at what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning constantly and that's what makes me the best entrepreneur that I can be that I'm just open and willing to take risks and willing to fail and willing for people to know that I am failing and that that's very okay (laughs) I've failed at quite a few things for sure and um just picking yourself back up and and moving forward and it can be hard Mm -hmm. it definitely can but I've definitely failed at quite a few things and I look back at things that I did in the beginning and things that I do now and I'm like okay I know why that failed or I know why this happened and I know why these people didn't email me back because that looks like it's crazy it doesn't make any sense and your experience with anxiety um Miles like do you feel like it's held you back or anything from anything that you've Hmm, held me back or like some type of struggle like um just being like a black man you know like and, well, and being open with how about being a black man and being open with the fact that you have anxiety i mean i feel like people be like man he's not hard because yeah, he's talking man. about he got anxiety like come on twinkle toes like buck up well right? first and <laughs> foremost that's actually a good tie-in so i have a particular flavor of anxiety which is social anxiety mm-hmm. and also i'm gay okay so that all is like is like one big bubble (laughs) (laughs) yes because a lot of the things that i realized throughout my life so i'm you know one of my things is like personal development so Mm -hmm. anything that i feel like has been a constraint in my life i've used that as kind of like a trigger to get better Mm -hmm. but all throughout my life i've been incredibly awkward incredibly anxious not self-expressed constrained in most social situations afraid to go into most social situations and if i'm especially like being an entrepreneur like where my whole income right being a life coach where my whole income right now how i live and die is by how i connect with people you know and Mm -hmm. how i put myself out there and tell stories and share like that would have been an incredible barrier or block had I not buckled down and done something about it. And I realized, you know, I put myself in a trap, especially around my sexuality, because my the one of the ways that my anxiety worked mm-hmm. for myself was I picked up that this is when I was really I actually remember the moment I came out to my mom and her response to me was she said i'm sad because i know that the world does not accept Mm. people don't accept gay people right and i don't want you to have to experience that now that's what she said i took it a different way you took it as like you're not accepting me her not accepting Accepting me Mm -hmm. and i just became afraid that oh if people know i'm gay then they're not then they're gonna reject me Mm -hmm. and so that was one thing but then what did i do so everywhere that i went i tried really hard to hide that i was gay that created anxiety but then if i ever like quote unquote fit in or was quote unquote accepted then i had another fear which is like well they don't know who i really am so it was kind of like a lose-lose situation. And that just had me 
you know, I wouldn't say blocked in terms of my career, but it just sucked to live that way. Yeah, it you does. Know? It and, and an example, and I keep going back to me when I worked. Um, when I first started my business, I was like, oh, if I get the news, it'd be so great. But I wanted to lose weight first before mm. I got the news. And what brings on anxiety for me is that a little self-consciousness of weight. Mm -hmm. Like, I have it a lot. And for people, um, I was like, you know what, but if I'm so successful, then people are not paying attention to the way that I look. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't bother me as much now, but sometimes I think about it like, I'm working hard, like, accept that. Don't look at the way that I look. So I'm very, like, sometimes if I'm walking, I'm like, are they watching me? Because I can't hide my booty. I can't hide, like, you know, all this goodness that God gave me. <laughs> and so I think about that. And that brings on anxiety for me because I'm like, it, it's hard. Okay, I'm a black woman. I'm not, and I say it a lot. I'm a black woman. I, you know, a, a hard worker, but I'm not a size two. And I've gotten people looking at me crazy, like, oh, like, okay, you. And it's not just because you're black. It's just like, I'm not fancy, fancy, you know, or anything like that. And I really suffered from anxiety for a long time because I always wanted to be kind of accepted. And my way of being accepted was to be successful. And then when I'm becoming successful, then I realized, I really don't like to be around a whole lot of people. So why am I working so hard (laughs) to like, you know, thanks, getting rid of the anxiety, but I don't want to work so hard because guess what? I don't like to be those networking events you're talking about, Jessica. Like it's the same people. I don't like to go to a lot of those. So uh, I still deal. And it's a small thing. Like I said, getting better, but it's like learning to love myself and do I, I don't care about what people think about me, but I also too have to keep practicing every day how to love myself. And, uh, it's it's a journey for sure yeah you mentioned something i'm just noticing one thing we haven't actually tied the uh connected the dots is how much because this is another like breakthrough that i had how much success and hustling is a source of anxiety because this is another question that would pop into my head Mm -hmm. am i working hard enough am i doing the right things Things. Mm -hmm. i will wake up with that am i doing enough something am i doing enough and that would just play on replay 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 no matter how much i did 16 hour days still that's in the back of my mind or was you know Yes, I definitely need to talk to you after this because it's still in the back of my mind all the time. It yes, can be like miles. A, He's amazing. It can be like a Sunday. Nobody's doing nothing on Sunday but watching Power. Why am I trying to watch emails? Why am I trying to read emails? Like, girl, go to sleep. And I yeah. say these things to myself, but I don't do them. I don't yeah. do them at all. This is why I think it is super important to have a support system and not just your regular friends and not just your family but peers other business owners Mm -hmm. that truly support you and respect you and are there for you kind of along this journey and not the people you see at the networking events not like for show like hey how's it going girl oh my god you're doing so well i saw you on the news but like people that are there when you are feeling really, really bad and, and can really understand. down yeah and they can understand because i think i've called you a couple times like yeah. oh my god like today <laughs> like yeah. it's just not like a day because some days times during the week i want to go to sleep <laughs> i do but i do not believe in naps i think naps are not a priority <laughs> <laughs> they are not so when someone says to me just take a nap i'm thinking like if i want to take a nap i'm done for the day like yeah. i don't want to like <laughs> 
take a nap, then get up and then get on my laptop. Like if I want to take that day, I'm going to take that whole day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I've been like trying to practice a day where we just have like a self-care day yeah. mm-hmm. that is not going that great. Yeah. Um, Levon, <laughs> yeah. you just actually, <laughs> you it was it's supposed to be every Wednesday. Okay. And yeah, no go. Uh, because if something comes up, I'm like, oh, I'm out. It's Wednesday. I still got to do it. I'm not going to do it. So you have to like, I feel like time block. Right. Like you may have to time block some time where you just I'm going to dedicate this in my calendar. Send an email to yourself, you know, that you That's will. actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Send an email because to myself. you know, I'll read it at four o'clock <laughs> yeah, in the morning yeah, when exactly. my phone's going off. I'm going to get up. I'm going to look a at it. A delay email to remind yourself. Um, note to self. I'm going to take some, some time to drink my tea. So and, you uh, just relax. actually quit your job, like you're done. Yeah. So are you going to dedicate time to like self care? Yeah. Like you. Will? Yeah, I want to take some time to self care um, for sure. Because if I don't, I'll get anxiety again. Mm-hmm. Like I have my anxiety kind of to a, uh, and I'll and that's what it's most important about the the people that you're around, your tribe. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. we talked about that earlier. Because I'm going to have some days. I'm pretty sure you will have some days and yeah so i want to give my try but some self-care just like you know just take make that time to make sure that i do that it's important to so my mind won't you know <laughs> explode i know and yeah and what it's just hard it, it is it is it is hard because i you guys ever have that feeling that if you're not like we talked about it, not working like didn't post didn't do anything you're like okay like, I literally have had thoughts where if I did not post, like, there was never going to be uh, all things you try. Like, it was going to be done. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you are, what are you doing? Like, no, just go chill out. But it's it's a process. Yeah. It's definitely a process. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to touch, talk about this topic. Because I kept telling Jessica, this is so important. <laughs> it's so important to me. It's so important. And I think it's like, if nobody, like, we hope everybody, like, listens and it's enjoyable. But I'm like... I want to say this i want to talk to everybody about this because i just it's just so important and i just i don't like the negativity that goes with the word anxiety yeah i feel Mm -hmm. like it's like a curse word when you say we say well my anxiety and people are like girl like Mm -hmm. shut your mouth like it's like a curse word Mm -hmm. and i don't want it to be viewed as that and i want people to feel comfortable where they can like if there's anybody that's out there listening that want to like email me or anything to say, hey, I listened to the podcast you did on anxiety and entrepreneurship, and guess what? I feel it every single day. The pressure is like hard, like it, because you started a group. You started the pet from yeah. um, Jessica from doing, you know, from this whole thing. Because I was like at one of the first ones. Yeah. And I remember that being um, my first day off of work of like not being fully. Um, not working for anyone Mm. and i was like i get to go to an event during the day because (laughs) i don't have a day job (laughs) and i went and jessica was like yay and i didn't really know what it was at that time but Mm -hmm. i thought it was a great group because we worked in groups of four with people that we had never met before and you had to be vulnerable within this group of four people that you never met you don't know if you're going to see them again you don't know but i learned something that day and i thought that that program was like amazing it was great yeah, it it really stemmed from me not feeling like I had a comfortable space to mm-hmm. really talk about anxiety. Um, you know, you talk to your friends, but there's kind of baggage with that. You talk to your family, there's baggage with that. Mm-hmm. So literally sitting with strangers that I have no idea, you know, if we have any kind of connections or 
um, anything really in common, just knowing that we're all there for the same reason. We're all there to just totally be ourselves, to really share who we are at this moment in time. It was really powerful and was something that I was really searching. So I started the pack to do that, to just kind of bring people together to just be themselves just for an hour, you know, out of the day. Um, and it was really successful. We did it at uh, Detroit Startup Week, so different conferences for business owners and entrepreneurs. And we had, you know, high up officials and big corporations saying, I had no idea what this was, <laughs> or I walked into the wrong session, but I'm really glad that Indeed. I stayed because this is the first time that I have felt like I could just be myself and not be, you know, the CEO of this company or not be, you know, the father to my children. Like I can just be me, me and not have all these identities around me. And so the pack became so successful that actually a good friend of ours, yes. Nikki Pardo, who owns Global Line Solutions, she does diversity um, and inclusion training. She kind of took the pack on um, under her company because it was so powerful and it was just really, really important for her to keep that going, which is mm. awesome. I know, and it, I, it's a great, uh, great outlet. I haven't been in a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, when she posts about it, I'm like, Nikki, like, I want to come. And then I see the date, and if something else comes up, I yeah. can't make it. But I just thought it was a great experience because I met three people um, completely from different places. Like, they did, weren't even from Detroit. They One guy was from way somewhere I can't even remember and mm -hmm. he had like a new product that he was like testing and and he found out about it and he thought it was great and then I met to another couple um that they were in transition from their current job and they were figuring out what they want to do and it was just I think it's important to have like an outlet like that and uh but people have to be very open mm -hmm. and you know you have to definitely trust the party that's there because you know you can say something and you could be vulnerable then they go and be like girl i was in a group with mm -hmm. you know jennifer right. and girl she was saying she was feeling this way i thought that was crazy you know like mm -hmm. that type of thing because sometimes you can't be yourself because people are so judging i try to be myself you know 90 percent, 90 percent of the time but sometimes you gotta be like hi how are you hmm, you yeah. know that thing but uh, we're going to talk about, like, uh, what do you do to deal with anxiety, to be like the day-to-day? -day? LaVon, what do you do to deal with your anxiety on a day-to-day? -day? Um, I'm spiritual, so I try to wake up with gratitude, kind of, mm -hmm. being thankful, you know, and this is something that I've been trying to do most rec more recently, right? So I just wake up and just with gratitude and um, read a scripture or something like that in the morning. Sometimes I don't. But most times I try to shoot for that. that. At least, you know, because that is like, okay, it could be worse, right? My mm -hmm. situation could be, it could be anything, right? right. You know? So I, wake, I try to wake up with gratitude and knowing what I'm blessed with. It's like, okay, it's not that, you know, it's not it's not that bad what I'm going <laughs> through. You know what I mean? So that's what I try to do. And like I said, I try to make some time. I've started journaling. Mm -hmm. um, this is only like maybe three, four days ago. Like I just went to go get a journal. But just, like, <laughs> but just like he said, he was riding by all this water. It was so beautiful. And he was just anxious. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes I feel that way. I feel mm -hmm. like everything is so great. It's so good. Yeah. And then like I'm worried about like the stupid. Like I'm just like oh, anxious yeah. and thinking about uh -huh. something that has completely nothing to do with uh you know anything else and i think also too we have to learn to pat ourselves on the back sometimes yes for sure. uh, and all these things that i'm saying to you guys is there things that i need to practice myself? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean don't yeah do we're them. not perfect. I don't do not them. Yeah. it is um, a practice it is, it is a practice mm -hmm. because i i think sometimes i get it mixed up with being humble and being like you want to be humble 
but then you want to pat yourself on the back and i feel like sometimes if you pat yourself on the back you're not being humble which is not necessarily true yeah, yeah i struggle with that too though but sometimes you gotta like i'm the shit yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you gotta yeah, but you know what the real key to humility because people get this messed up people confuse humility with being small it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Humility is actually saying I'm the shit. <laughs> However, you not the shit by yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. family, yeah. people who supported right. you. If you're a spiritual God or the universe mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. you have this whole world of people who enable you to be the shit. Right. And you, you being the shit is a contribution to other people. It's like when you connect your... I'm the shitness with (laughs) the things that allowed you to be that and Mm -hmm. what that allows you to do or give to others, then pride and humility can exist at the same time. And I feel like when you do own being the shit, it's like it sparks something in someone else. Yep. Yeah, because that's what that that's always what would inspire me. I would be like, oh, I wish I could be that way. (laughs) <laughs> but then I'll have all my blocks. Like, and all the different blocks. things, yeah. yeah. I feel like going through this process, like, just quitting my job and resigning and everything like that, it's like, you have to pat yourself on the back, and you said, and be confident. I've struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that contributes to a lot of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, not feeling like you're worthy enough to be in the position you are in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, a- And it's like, it's like that... Was, was led me to like start journaling, try to be really positive, know that God is in me. And so if he's plugged into me, how you can know, I feel like when, I, not the shit? When people <laughs> say, when people say, you know, like, why you? I say, ask God, because he chose me. Right. But if I'm confident about anything, I'm confident about my business. And I feel what I've learned in this whole like journey of everything is that either anxiety or not or anything i feel that in this life i could be anything that i want to be right i not even a percent like how people online we work so hard about like making themselves look a certain way Mm -hmm. but i feel like if you won't give it to me then i'm going to create it and i'm not going to wait on you so my cockiness or confidence comes from my business because i feel like if i have given up my livelihood if i think this is more important than eating and living life Mm -hmm. if i'm going to live in my car can't tell me nothing and so i feel like the accomplishments and things that i've made i'm very very proud of them i just feel like i have a long way to go with the things i want to do but i feel like i can create anything in this world nobody can tell me that i cannot do it if you tell me that it's impossible it's going to make me want to do it even more and that is why i continue to build and do what it is that i do every time i get a new idea sometimes they some of them are flops they're (laughs) failures but guess what i keep on creating and building because i'm like Oh, this is going to work. Oh, th- and then I get so excited about it. You would think that I had like a hot day. And I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm launching this new website. It's so exciting. Everybody's like, great. You got a website, right? It's, and I'm like, but it's new. It's new. Everything's new. And I'm excited about it. And But I do feel like, like I tell my PR person all the time, she's like, well, they're probably not going to do that. I said, oh, we'll do it ourselves. We'll do it ourselves. Yeah. We'll create it. And then, you know, if you can't afford it, and it's like, well, we're not going to do too much. We're just going to do the, <laughs> the, the, the half just version it of it, the budget version. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, in this life, we could do anything. Yeah. So um, this has been a great conversation today. I feel like yeah. it could probably go on for, yeah. like, hours and hours because there's so many things that tie into anxiety entrepreneurship, like self-care right. and, like, mm-hmm. uh, great peers of friends and, like, yeah. a great support group. And so I want everyone to give um, a tip 
on, uh, you know, if someone who has anxiety out there that's listening, just to give a tip on what you would tell someone if they approached you about having anxiety and what they should do. Because I feel like you've given me a dozen tips, Jessica. I'm always <laughs> calling like, I'm going crazy. Um, I would say forgive yourself. I think when we're feeling anxiety, uh, we just really pack it on and we start to say all the negative comments that you can think of to ourselves just to continue to essentially blame yourself for feeling Mm -hmm. this way and just forgive yourself we're human which means these are the exact feelings that we are supposed to be feeling you are supposed to have anxiety you can learn to to do things to help get through it or to not have it come on as strong but it's a human feeling so just forgive yourself and just learn that this is a journey this is a process like it's not going to happen overnight to get to where you want to be but that it can happen I really, really love that. I love that. Uh, yes, I love yeah. that. That's awesome. That and Miles, I know <laughs> life coach extraordinaire. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting over here trying to filter down. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have a whole hour of tips, yeah. whole strategy. Something very important. If you have more than one, you can share more than one. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I have kind of like a perspective on this because there's. I can give tips Mm -hmm. and tips are like topical treatments to a broken bone Mm -hmm. you know it's not actually gonna heal you unless you do the deep work like doing like surgery you got to reset the Mm -hmm. bone so a couple quick tips are if you are approaching an event or something this is some one woman did a TED talk on this our bodies experience of excitement and fear it's the same exact physiological response. The only difference is, are the pictures and words that are in my head and, and, and blah, tongue twister. The pictures and words that are in our heads when we're having those physiological responses are bad versus good. If they're bad, like, oh, I'm feeling all this way, the world is gonna end, that leads to anxiety and fear. If we have those feelings and it's like, ooh, I can't wait till I see so-and-so, then it's excitement. So one thing that you can actually do to hack yourself and your actual body is when you have those feelings before an event, before speech, before talking to someone, instead of being, just catch yourself and say, I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited. I can't wait because this is going to be blah, blah, blah. You just talk to yourself in a way that matches being excited. Now, you won't necessarily feel mm-hmm. it immediately, but let five minutes go by and you will be in a completely different experience and you didn't even realize there was a shift. Mm. So that's one way of doing it. But so on a deeper level, I think that the most important thing is that people actually take it on as a practice and do the work. Some mm-hmm. of the most transformative things that a person can do is to find some way, whether it's a community, a therapist, or a coach, to help them peel back the layers and unearth like the things from their lives that are the things from their life that are causing them anxiety and like the ways that it pops up and then to bring mindfulness to that because as Jessica said, we're always going to have anxiety. I mm-hmm. still have it. It's just not chronic. I, mm-hmm. And I respond to it completely differently. Mm-hmm. But the biggest difference for me is that I can see a thought coming from a mile away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here come that thought again. 
And instead of me reacting to that thought, I just watch it go by in my head and I'm okay. But like you have to do the work to see what those thoughts are Mm -hmm. in the first place and to cultivate that mindfulness. And that's a practice, you know, people have to engage in. So those are my tips. I'm gonna follow that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just gonna I was just gonna tell someone to go, you know, make sure you speak with someone. Like it's so important yeah. to have that outlet. That was gonna be mine also. Yeah. Can I make a comment really yes, quick? Of course. So what Levon said was really well actually Levon and Jessica said was really wise and point on point because feelings of gratitude, forgiveness, they're like the opposite they're like the kryptonite to anxiety Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. physiologically biologically it actually releases chemicals that block feelings of anxiety when you have a practice of gratitude and when you have a practice of forgiveness it changes your brain waves actually my so. girl Levon is just like 20,000 <laughs> steps ahead. She just quit yesterday. And she is like Literally. on it. Okay. I feel like yeah. I need it. I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to be coming around the corner. Yeah. Gratitude is one of the biggest things. So I would, you know, echo both of, yeah. them, both of them too. I think that's, and you know, I think, and back to like before an event, I'm going to say this really quick. When people ask me like, are you excited? Oh, thanks Detroit is coming up. And I'd be like, you know, I'll be excited when it's the fifth. It's mm-hmm. on the fourth. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll be excited on the fifth mm-hmm. when it's done. You mm-hmm. know, instead of saying, yes, I'm excited. Yeah. It's coming up because at first I was thinking it's not anxiety. It's an adrenaline rush of all those people coming in the door. It's this, it's yeah, that. Yeah. Because I walk around and pace and get, you know, it's something. Yeah. I'm like, is it anxiety or am I really excited? But I downplay if it is mm-hmm. excited or not. You know, mm-hmm. I say, oh, no, I'm ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, it's like. Sometimes I can't wait for it to get here just to see, you know, like the outcome and everything else. Because um, I love people like sometimes, you know, like the networking thing is different. But I I wanted to base my business around regular people, like everyday people. And so when I quit my job and I had time to think when I was going through all my crazy anxiety in my head, I've made the decision that my business has to be about people. It has to be relatable. I have to be personable. And I have to make my business about the people in order for it to succeed, Mm -hmm. to separate myself from everybody else. And so I try to, anybody can call me. I'm saying there's a vendor that does all things Detroit like one time. They could probably call me and say, Jennifer, I'm feeling this type of way. And I will welcome that and open that because I genuinely care about the people that I work with, like every last single one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love what I do. And if I got to go through a little anxiety to deal with it, I'll just keep pushing through it, but I'm not going to stop because of, you know, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I feel so good today. I think yeah. I'm going to yeah. go home with <laughs> gratitude and yes. everything. And so I'm so glad that everybody came and yeah, this was a great you. conversation. This is awesome. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah. So this is uh, a new podcast thing for me. I do a web series called All Things You Try Conversations where we actually showcase products for our businesses. And this is just on a different level of things so with all things you try conversations we're not talking about anxiety and entrepreneurship and like these core issues of things that people go through so i thank everybody for being here today and we want everybody to tune in to the ask jennifer podcast uh every week where we will be discussing topics of small business digging real deep and getting all the the real real and not the play stories that we post on facebook where we're saying (laughs) i'm doing good girl it's like the real what's going on Mm -hmm. I'm going to go home and take the laptop out of my bed and yes. we will work on that. <laughs> yes. And we're good. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network.